welcome to What's Up Welland for this week. Today, we are joined by one of our counselors who uh, stepped up to the call made by one of his constituents, one of our residents. And I'm looking forward to this conversation because it's the first time that we've had a, well, second time we've had a council voice on the show, but first time we've had this guest. So, Mark, what's uh, what's your take on this morning's uh, guest? Yeah, really looking forward to having Councillor Adam Moon on the show today. Like you said, he uh, he stepped up to the challenge, a little social media challenge in a good way, not a not a not a Tide Pod challenge kind of deal. This is a hey, get my councillor on there, let's chat with them, see what's uh, what's going on in the ward, what's going on in the city, and what type of things uh, Councillor Adam Moot might have to say. So um, yeah, really looking forward to our conversation with him today. So without further ado, let's just jump right in with Councillor Adam Moot. All right, welcome, Councillor Adam Moot. You're joining What's Up Welland today at the or on the heels of a challenge, actually posted by one of our faithful listeners who said, "Hey, I'd like my ward councillor to get up there and uh, join the podcast." So, thanks for joining us, Councillor Moot. Yeah, happy to be here, and uh, I know exactly who you're talking about, <laughs> and she's a fantastic uh, constituent, and always happy to help her and anyone else out. Well, to a degree, this is for her, but of course, it's for everybody. It's for every listener of the show and every resident of Welland, uh, because you are one of the city's councillors. This is your second term. Uh, you completed your first full term before uh, the election last year. So if you don't mind, how'd you get started? What made you want to throw your ring in the, nope, throw your hat in the proverbial ring? Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, so um, I attended Brock University. I had an undergrad in political science. So that kind of got the uh, wheels of democracy turning uh, in my head. And, um, you know, when you when you go to a level of learning, such topics like you really do appreciate the value in democracy not only at the federal level provincial level and the municipal level so i looked around our council um and thought you know there's a major um missing group here and that's that's the millennial group so at the time i was uh very interested i had just uh, helped uh, helped in the provincial election in 2018 and thought to myself why not do this on my own? Uh, so that's what uh, prompted me was uh, coming hot off the heels of the provincial election. And I saw a major gap in a demographic that I could fulfill. And that's uh, that's how I got here today. So for some city councillors, town councillors, whatever it may be at the municipal level, sometimes they complete a term, their first term, and they go, okay, nope, that's it. I'm out. That's enough for me. I can't do this again. Or they love it and they're chomping at the bit to register for the next upcoming election. Obviously, you came back, put your name forward, got reelected. But where did you fall on that spectrum? Were you of the mind of I've got a lot of unfinished business as a member of council or there's a lot of new things I want to do? Or was it just, uh, yeah, OK, I'll continue doing this. How, how were you feeling going into that last election? Yeah, so that's a good question. I, I did have some unfinished business. It's still outstanding. I'm working on it. So in particular, uh, there's a municipal lot on Michael Drive in Ward 1. And I brought this as a notice of motion, I think, in 2020. 
and um, we still haven't gotten much traction on it, uh, but that's because I worked with city staff uh, to facilitate a easy transition. The alternative was to go through a full-on official plan amendment, zoning bylaw amendment for this uh, municipally-owned lot, which should have been uh, rezoned to an open space in 1994 when uh, when it was taken over or, or it was parkland dedication as part of uh, the development there. Um, and it kind of just got swept under the rug. And, uh, you know, I said, we could go, we could put it through official, our official plan. Um, I'd be happy with that. I knew the timeline would take a little bit longer, but, uh, given the pressures with the, the pandemic and, you know, staffing pressures, you know, I want to make everyone's job a little bit easier. I said, let's put it through the official plan. And, um, here we are today and, and you know, I'm still driving that forward. It's taken a little bit longer, but, uh, we're getting there. Um, and I'm optimistic that we'll see a park there, you know, in my second term here. Um, but again, there's a level of continuity and that's why a lot of councillors run for re-election because, you know, if, if I look around and I see the folks that, you know, are running and then I'm not running, are they going to provide the same, um, value that I think I brought as a councillor? You know, new changes, also uncertainty. So I knew what I was capable of and I knew, you know, the election is just another, uh, you know, part of the democratic process. So I feel like I still had a lot to give and I obviously I'm only 38. So I have quite a bit to, to give in my life, lifetime. So that's, you know, why I put my hat in the ring again. And, you know, I'll continue to serve as long as the people, uh, say yes. And so long as my wife says yes. <laughs> Councillor, I want to hear more about what you are looking forward to with this term of council, but something that we didn't really talk about going in the direction of, would you have any advice for people who are curious about running for council, or would you have advice for yourself that when you ran five years ago, knowing what you know now, what advice would you give yourself? Would you give anyone interested in running for municipal government? All right. So there's two questions there. Uh, what was the first one? I uh, was it advice for anyone interested in running for council? That was the second question. Uh, let's go with just okay, one question. Okay, we'll go then. with that one. Um, ask, ask questions. Ask people that are currently in those seats. Ask friends. Ask family. Uh, I think one of the biggest things that I've learned is that it's, you know, as, even though I'm the one sitting in the seat, it also impacts my family and my family life. Um, I have two young children, so there's a lot of balancing that that has to be done in or, in order to accommodate what I'm doing um, at council. Uh, and it's not just meetings that you see on TV. I go visit constituents. I do things on behalf of the city when asked to. Um, so there's a level of commitment, not only from the person running, but also the family members, especially the immediate family members. So really you need to figure out if this is kind of the life that you want, uh, for yourself. Um, you get a lot of public scrutiny, uh, for the way I look at it is every time I vote on something, whether it's a yay or a nay, I'm always making someone mad. Um, there's always the flip side of the coin. It's very rare that everyone's always for something or always against something. So you have to have a, a little bit of a thick skin uh, in order to be successful in this business. Um, and ultimately, yeah, you might be the one sitting in that seat, but it, it can definitely put a lot of pressure on a relationship. Um, so you really have to have that frank conversation with your family and with yourself to see if it's something you want. Thank you for that. I think part one of that was 
you are now in a term of counsel. Yeah. What are you looking forward to? So you talked about Michael Drive, yeah. but beyond that, what else do you what else do you see in happening for this term? Yeah, so we have a lot of changes, and I know you know all councillors say this, and, and the mayor says this over and over again, but Welland is really uh, seeing a lot of changes. Um, a lot of folks are always, folks, when I say folks uh, out there in the public, when's the industry returning? And, and the fact of the matter is, it is. Um, we're out of industrial land, and you know we've got some new developments on the way, and, and things are really progressing. But what I think is important here is that and I said this in, in my first term, is about uh, workforce retention and attraction. So now with the technology that's in place, a lot of places are offering hybrid work schedules. Um, Welland really is becoming a great opportunity for people looking to stay here or relocate to somewhere where affordability is really a major uh, um, concern. It's a, it's a concern for everyone. But, uh, you know, Four years ago, and let's go back to 15 years ago, um, I seen a lot of my friends going to university and other communities and really not having much uh, to draw them back to the city of Welland. Um, most people, it would be for family uh, reasons. Um, but I think with this term and the changes you've seen coming out of our city in the past four years and what you'll see in the next four years, uh, not only are we going to have an opportunity to uh, retain a great workforce, um, people that have grown up here or, or newly uh, newly residents here wanting to stay here. But we're also going to be able to attract a lot of people who have that flexibility of working a hybrid schedule where, you know, I don't want to drive to Toronto five days a week, but I could handle it for two days a week. And I think that when we attract and retain all those folks, we're really going to build more of a vibrant community. Um, rather than just saying, you know, Wellanders that are here forever, that's all we want. No, we have to have folks from all different demographics of life, whether it's uh, new Canadians, um, existing Canadians, whether you went to school in BC and now you're here, or whether you went to Niagara College for an education. Every single person contributes a bit to our community and it makes our uh, community more vibrant and more uh, healthy, I think. So, Councillor, I just want to go back to something you said, and it, it leads right into my next question. So, you said every vote you cast, whether it's a yay or a nay, you're making somebody upset. Yeah. On the flip side, though, you're probably also making somebody happy. Yeah. <laughs> so, you've got that that balance where, you know, every vote you, you cast has an impact. But as a councillor, you represent Ward 1. Yeah. But you also represent the city as a whole. How does that kind of duality factor into your decision making or does it at all yeah so it, it really does and i personally to fall asleep at night i look in the mirror did i make the right choices today um and generally i'll vote on a net benefit of society rather than a single one-off you know um citizen a came here and says i really don't like this let's fix it but it benefits everyone in the community I have to go with the net benefit for the entire community. I can't be picking between people's, uh, you know, personal pressures and, and, you know, what they personally want. If 75% of the people want something, 25% of the people are going to be unhappy. I've got to go with the 75%. Um, there are situations where that's not always true. But again, when I look at the reports, when I look at uh, the staff recommendations, that's really what uh, I formulate my 
positioning on and um you know the feedback from the community you know i'm in the i'm in the planning industry professionally and one person coming to a public meeting to say i don't want a high density development next to me does not scream that this is not appropriate you know if you showed up with 50 people 200 people great let's we really need to take another look at this and see how we could better facilitate this um but you know i'm not i'm not here to please one person i'm here to uh push the community further and and expand and be a progressive person on council rather than just um you know a, a, a i don't know what the way to describe it as just you know the the sole issue kind of people mm-hmm. i'm not one of those people I, I have to see a benefit for the community at large and that's how i base most of my uh responses on and and votes on so for you as as a ward councillor obviously you know you're you're one of two who represent ward one but you know your constituents they can give you a phone call they can send you an email and say hey these are my concerns and you can kind of represent and act on behalf of, of those uh as a whole and like you said you you also look at it from the bigger picture right one yeah. piece versus the whole and um for those ward one specific listeners yeah. right now here's your chance to talk directly to them what's going on in ward one what are you focused on what are, what are you hearing um anything ward one related this is the this is the time yeah i, I hate to brag um, amongst <laughs> my council colleagues <laughs> But Ward 1 is probably one of the newer areas in, in the entire city. So we're not really faced with some of the challenges that other areas have. Like Ward 6 has a lot of um, uh, water issues. But like the majority of my ward has been developed in the past 50, 70 years. And when they laid all the, the, the water and sewer mains... Those things have a, a lifeline of 100 years or so. So we don't get a lot of those complaints. Um, so, so sorry to my fellow counselors for that. Uh, but what we do have is we have an area with increasing pressure. So you'll see where the old soccer dome used to be. All of those rural lands have recently been brought into the urban boundary. So that happened last term of council. Um, it's going to be it's going to be great because it's going to provide some more housing options for folks, uh, but we're going to see a lot of pressures with existing people there. So that's a new development, um, and there's a number of landowners there that have to get all their ducks in a row. Uh, but we're going to see uh, the ward councillors. We're going to see some challenges with uh, construction issues, um, dust issues. You know, there's a there's a whole slew of things that construction brings, right? Um, and it's it's a matter of being patient. So um, people have a right to live in places. Uh, developers have a right to develop the land as, as they see fit, so long as it's zoned uh, and designated appropriately. Um, but those are p- pressures we're going to have to balance um, because we're going to see a lot of high-density development in there, and it's not going to look a lot like what we currently have. Um, because as, you, as we all know, there is an affordability crisis. There's also a housing crisis. We need more houses faster and that's going to create a lot of friction between existing people but it's also the precipice for serving new people so you know me and my co-counselor marianne have to figure out how to best manage these situations because we're we are going to get complaints um, and we just want to make sure it's appropriate and any disruption is minimal for the people that are there but like i said 
it's uh, we're going to be getting new housing, so I think we're going to be looking at maybe three thousand uh, new residents in that area, which. Uh, it's going to be fun if I run for election next time. That's 3,000 more people I got to talk to, right? Um, so that's, uh, you know, that's an exciting thing in Ward 1. Uh, just this past week, uh, or was it two weeks ago? I can't remember. Uh, the City of Welland Council voted to support uh, the YMCA. So the YMCA is in Ward 1, um, which is a predominantly residential area. We have very uh, little commercial, so we're we're primarily institutional with Niagara College and the YMCA, and the rest is basically um, residential. But uh, YMCA was having some uh, financial financial challenges uh, with the end of the pandemic, and you know they came hat in hand to City Well and Council and said we're facing a challenge. Um, Fortunately, uh, the majority of council said, you know what, we can't let these services go. And when I say services, I mean, you know, they provide daycare uh, throughout the summer. There's hundreds of families that would be left without daycare. Uh, they provide swimming lessons all year long. Uh, the nearest indoor pool would be either Brock or um, Port Coburn to have year-round swimming lessons. So that's a very important thing, in, I believe, in the city of Welland, but for every uh, kid in Ontario and Canada, there's water everywhere, right? Um, so just the basic swimming rules is is very important to have. And uh, there was one more thing that they um, provide. Oh, it's uh, high quality fitness for folks that, you know, not everyone can walk outside in the best of weather. You know, the YMCA provides a facility that allows all residents, regardless of age, uh, to go there and provides a safe atmosphere for them uh, to, you know, up their fitness level. So I think that's, uh, those are the two, you know, new things that are happening. I think in uh, Ward 1, I guess the YMCA is a continuation of service thanks to uh, the City of Welland Council and uh, the balancing of the pressures between new development with the existing residents in the northeast uh, quarter of the city. Councillor, before we, we wind down, I wanted to ask you about the committees you serve on. Yeah. So you've spoken about um, net benefits and how you are making decisions that affect the entire community, working with staff reports. Committees are a part of, uh, for members of council. Yeah. What are the committees you serve on and how do those play into decisions you make, just the, the work you are doing as a councillor? Yeah, so currently I serve on the Town and Gown Committee, and I have that committee meeting in uh, one hour to be exact. Uh, so that is the committee with Niagara College and the city. So it's about building better relationships with uh, residents, the city of Welland, along with Niagara College. Um, and today is going to be my first committee meeting, but... Uh, I don't have much to share otherwise in that because I don't have much uh, to share, but I can talk about some previous committees. Um, I'm also on the affordable housing committee, uh, which I think we need to change the title because affordable and attainable have two different definitions. And uh, we really need to, as a government agency, I think all levels of government really need to focus on whether it's affordability or attainability. Um, there is a significant difference between the two. So I, uh, I was fortunate enough to be asked by a group of residents um, to serve on a task force. And this was before the pandemic started. And this task force was based on affordability and attainability in housing. Um, as it progressed, uh, it turned into an official 
committee of council. And I've been uh, selected to, again, serve on that committee. Um, so that one, you know, it looks through some of the challenges and some of the areas that the city of Welland could provide assistance in providing affordable housing. Um, so one of the biggest ones is the city of Welland owns land all throughout the city of Welland. Um, and is there an opportunity for that land to serve as uh, an affordability housing development or, or whatever it may be? And I'll use an example. So on Rose Avenue, uh, there was uh, the old fire hall. And the sale of the, those lands uh, were put into a fund called the affordability, I forget what uh, our CAO has called it, but it's basically a fund where developers can come and say, I'm dedicating X amount of money towards an affordability or affordable housing. You know, they'll be able to draw some of that money uh, into that fund to help offset the cost of, of construction, so long as they are providing an affordable housing kind of um, uh, dwellings in their development, I suppose. Um, so I think that's uh, you know that's a very exciting committee, and it's it's rewarding because there's a lot of folks that really need housing, and it's one of our challenges at this time. Um, I had a check with our city clerk uh, Tara. I, I believed I was on the Young Sportsplex committee. I was last term and she said, no, I wasn't. I said, okay, I'd like to go back on it. So that'll be on one of the upcoming reports in council. But uh, that one's a financial oversight of uh, Young Sportsplex. Uh, very cool committee. Um, there's a lot, been a lot of changes over there. Uh, but I think one of the most uh, interesting committees I've been on, this was on my last term, was the airport uh, commission. So um, I was really at the forefront of turning around and reversing the decision of council to upload it to Niagara region. Um, there's about 400 acres of land there. And my feeling was that by uploading 400 acres of land, we're not getting anything for it. The city of Welland and the taxpayers of the city of Welland, along with our municipal partners, Port Coburn, Waynefleet and Pelham have been paying for um, this facility for literally since world war II. And I didn't feel that it was right that we were just going to upload it to Niagara region and be done with it. There's significant value in 400 acres of land, especially one that has an airport on it. Um, so I really drove home my, uh, that, that um, initiative to uh, rescind that council vote and keep the airport in our ownership. Um, I don't think uh, Niagara region was particularly happy about it, but uh, that's another question. Um, but yeah, so I, I presented to Pelham Council and um, a couple other councils and uh, the airport is ours now. So anything that happens with it in the future, uh, those four communities will reap the benefits, whether it stays in airport and, or whether it's developed further for commercial hangars or if, uh, you know, it ceased to exist, we sell it, we get that money. Not the Niagara region. That's our money. Um, so I think that was one of the coolest uh, things I did, and it was one of the most rewarding ones. Okay, one last committee question. Yeah. Uh, just because you've talked around the edges of it, do you choose the committees you are on, or are you appointed? Are you assigned committees? Yeah, so um, there's some committees. So typically, committees of council, you have to get appointed by your council peers. So if I wanted, I'll use uh, airport as an example. So I serve the entire term in 2018 to 2022. This year, there was four councillors interested and Welland sends three representatives to the airport commission. 
So this past year, when we were uh, getting our committee assignments, there was four people. And I let one, I, I believe I actually had the votes to win, but I let one of the new councillors uh, take the seat at the commission because um, it's important that uh, people serve on all committees as, as far as possible. Um, and he showed interest in it, so I respect that. And I, I kind of did what I wanted to do at the airport. So I thought, uh, you know, some, some new perspectives would not be uh, a harm. So, uh, you know, I said, you know, you could take my name off the list, but the vote was already underway and, you know. But anyways, uh, yeah, Councillor Lee is now on the committee and, um, you know, I'm sure they'll do great things out there. Well, Councillor, thank you for bringing so much insight into not only Ward 1, but just how you are navigating through the City of Welland as one of our second term councillors. Yes. Yeah. And... Thank you for thank you for what you're doing for the city of Welland. Well, I'm happy to be here, and uh, you know, you guys can call me anytime you want, and uh, I'm happy to be pressured into coming back on by a constituent any day, any time. I'm happy to help. So, thank you to Councillor Adamut for joining us today on the show, uh, Paul. As always, I I really enjoy having these chats with our councillors because we get to see. I don't know if a different side of them is necessarily the right uh, phrase, but, uh, you know, you get to connect with them on a different level. So often we usually just see them, you know, when they're around council chambers, right? When they're kind of in their official capacity. And yes, of course, the councillor was, was in chatting with us today in his official capacity, uh, but it was just a much different conversation. There was no uh, motions to table. There was nothing to vote on. It was just a, a casual conversation that both uh, before and likely after we'll carry on with, right? Just kind of shooting the breeze, getting to know one another a little bit more. And just, I mean, Councillor Moot, he's a resident of the city too. So he's got thoughts and opinions on, uh, you know, just how he lives his daily life. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed having him on. And I'm glad, uh, again, he stepped up to the challenge from his uh, constituent. I, I, I know exactly what you mean. Yes, he is here in an official capacity, but we had a conversation. He is an elected official. He is a decision maker, but we weren't talking the fine details of what policies are in front of him. What does he have to weigh in on? What I most appreciated through the conversation was how he, yes, lifelong resident of Welland, um, but just the the focus on it is not about his ward. It is not about specific needs from constituents in his ward. It is about decisions that benefit, as he said, the net good. And how does that filter from the decisions he makes as a ward one councillor across all of the city of Welland? And I also really enjoyed his take on the thought process that goes into becoming a councillor. Before you throw your hat in that ring, having that that conversation with those around you, them, uh, I'm going to mess up my, is it adverbs, we'll say? I don't know. But um, just the the thought that goes into before you, you take on this responsibility, how does it affect your life? How does it affect the lives of those you are close to? And I mean, clearly he made the decision that this is something he is passionate about. And I'm so glad he made that decision because he's got a voice. He's got ideas for the future of our city. So thank you again, Councillor Adam Moot, for joining us. If you would like to hear the last time we had a councillor on or for any of our past future episodes, please visit engagewelland.ca slash podcast. And as always, we will catch you next time.